Omnicare Clinical Nursing podcast series. Today's topic is on infection control, specifically medication carts. We are excited to provide these podcasts to answer some of the many questions we get from our facility nurses and staff across the United States. My name is Charlene Bauer, and I will be your host today. Also joining us are Eileen Catalano and Christine Palmieri. We are all clinical nurses with Omnicare, a CVS health company. The clinical nursing team at Omnicare is comprised of mostly former post-acute director of nurses, regional nurses, and infusion nurse specialists. We will be your subject matter experts for today's discussion. As we begin recovery efforts post-COVID-19, we cannot think of a more relevant topic to discuss than medication carts and infection control, especially now that CMS has issued the Focus Infection Control Survey implemented in June 2020 with additional triggers added in January of this year. During 2019, in a sample of over 1,400 quality assurance visits completed by Omnicare clinical nurses, 1,210 or 82% of those had potential F880 deficiencies observed. COVID-19 brought infection control measures to a whole new level. Our focus now is to look at lessons learned from COVID by improving infection control efforts, protect the vulnerable residents in our long-term care facilities while still providing the care that they require. So let's jump in. When a surveyor first walks up to a medication cart, they are surveying the scene. What are some specific deficient practices observed when you are auditing and how can staff change their practice to eliminate a potential for contamination and or a deficiency? Thank you, Charlene. This is a great question. The first thing a surveyor sees is the cart itself and everything on top of the cart. First, is the cart organized and is it clean? I check the availability of supplies such as gloves, hand sanitizer that's at least 60% alcohol and is not expired. Next, the cleansing products. Make sure it's not expired and the variety of organisms on which it is effective. Inquire about the wet time to be sure that the staff knows that the time the product must remain wet to be effective. A common infection control error or deficiency is not following the appropriate wet time. I also ask how often the top of the cart, keyboard, computer, and mouse are cleaned. The CDC recommends routine cleaning and defines that as daily, but consider that the med cart is at a high touch area and that's best to be disinfected after each use. Next, I'll look at the supplements, the water and juice. Was it dated when it was opened? When is is it within the expiration date? Is the outside of the container clean? Is the container sitting on the cart in an area to prevent contamination from a passerby? Is it supposed to be cooled? If so, is it on ice? Other items on top of the cart are the pill crusher and pill cutters. Are they clean? Are the cups, both drinking and med cups, stored upside down to prevent contamination? Are the spoons stored down so staff can grab the handles easily? Finally, another common error observed is staff having a personal drink in or on the cart. While we all need to be hydrated, the cup, lid, and straws are contaminated and can transfer microorganisms to anything it comes into contact with. It in turn can pick up microorganisms. 
We certainly do not want to contaminate the cart that could affect the resident's health and even our own health. Right, Charlene. And also, what if the cup spills? Think about the cleanup time, possibly needing to replace all of the medication. Yep, great information. So the takeaway here is to be aware of how all the items on the cart could cause cross-contamination. Now that we have talked about the top of the cart, let's talk about what is inside that could contribute to a deficient practice. What are some observations you have seen that stick out in your mind, Christine? Let's start by looking at the top drawer and check that the insulins are all dated, even if they're unopened, as they're no longer now refrigerated. I also check the eye drops for open dates, as some may have accelerated expiration dates once they are opened. I check eye drops for expiration or use by dates, and always know your facility policy, as some could be 28, 30 days once they are opened. For multi-use items, the staff should be following their facilities, policies, and procedures to decrease the chance for contamination from room to cart, such as the insulin vials, which should always be prepared at the car and not taken into the room. Looking at insulin pens, multi-dose eye drops, and inhalers, these should be stored according to the facility policy to prevent contamination. Currently, some multi-use items are being stored in the resident's room in a secure area to prevent cross-contamination in the med cart. This varies facility to facility, and each facility should complete a self-assessment. All over-the-counter medications, blister packs, and multi-use bottles should be kept on the cart to prevent contamination. It's extremely important staff complete hand hygiene between each resident as touching items in the resident's room could contaminate items in the cart. For example, if staff are in a resident room administering medications and then the resident asks the staff to hand them the remote to the TV or adjust the bed linens, then staff have now contaminated the If hand hygiene is not completed to prior to them touching their keys to open the cart or another resident's medications, then all the blister cards, over-the-counter bottles, drawer handles, pen, pill crusher, etc., can now possibly be contaminated. A recent study published by the Virology Journal stated that COVID-19 could be detected on smooth surfaces for 28 days, so the MedCart contents could be contaminated. Then the next staff member could potentially touch the same items, take the contaminated item into other rooms. Current data from the CDC suggests, although uncommon, it may be possible that a person can get COVID-19 touching a surface or object that has the virus on it and then touching their own mouth, nose, or possibly their eyes. Wow, this makes me realize just how many potential scenarios we really have to think through. So while, there are still, while we are still looking inside the cart, Let's talk about items that are taken to the resident's room and then brought back to the cart after use. First, how can this affect cross-contamination and spread of infectious organisms? And then what are some practices you have observed, positive or negative, that would be helpful to our audience? Eileen? Absolutely. Here are some infection control issues with different routes of administration. Pills and capsules. Remember, don't touch medications with bare hands. That includes the resident's hands. 
it's best practice to place the medication in a medicine cup, ensuring to not touch the brim of that cup. Then the medication cup can be placed up to the mouth, bypassing their hand. If the resident needs to take one pill at a time, use a spoon to pull out the pill. Eye drops. A common infection control issue is the bottle cap is placed on a dirty bedside table without a barrier, or the tip of the bottle is touching the eyelid, or the staff is not using separate tissues for each eye. Remember, two eyes, two tissues. With all of us on heightened awareness of COVID-19, the literature supports extra diligence with hand hygiene and to avoid rubbing the eyes. With insulin pens, it's recommended that the hub or the rubber seal is cleansed with alcohol prior to placing a new needle. With inhalers, it's recommended that they are routinely cleaned by removing the medication cartridge, rinse, rinse both sides under warm water for 30 seconds, and let air dry. And with nebulizer treatments, the tubing, mask, and pipe should be changed per facility policy. Other equipment used during the MedPass that should be cleaned before going back to the cart are the blood pressure cuff, the pulse oximeter, thermometer, stethoscope, glucometers, vials, bottles, and pens should be cleansed, then placed in their manufacturer's box and plastic, then sealed prior to putting into the cart. And remember, if anything was dirty when placed on top of the cart, you will need to clean it before putting anything else on it. Each facility has policies and procedures on infection control. Make sure you know your policy. Absolutely. Sometimes we can get so busy with so many interruptions that we don't remember all the small details and how it affects infection control. In this podcast, we have discussed items that are on and around the med cart that we should all be watchful for. In the next podcast, we will discuss infection control as it relates to MedPass as well as other infection control practices that cause trip ups with our surveyors. Please join us for that next podcast. You won't wanna miss it.